0: Two courses, two courses. The RSM Classic brings yet another twist to the PGA Tour, as the golfers look at the challenges of both the seaside course and the plantation course of the gorgeous Sea Island Resort in, wait for it, Georgia. That's right, the PGA returns back to the US. And even though I call this country home, hello Australia. Hello, Canada, and hello, UK. Welcome all to The Cutline, the premier PGA show that's going to get your lineups cashing and smashing. I'm Michael Cavalunas, at Lunis on Twitter, your host for the next 45 minutes or so, and I am excited to rock this weekend's tournament. Plus, I'm super excited that this fall portion of the PGA Tour is wrapping up, but... Can't do this one alone. On the other side of the mic is my man with the master plan. His nine iron only goes 100 yards, but our picks are pure 100. Zero Iron Zach, Mulligan Manafort, Eagles fan 83 on Twitter. we love to love you, Zach. How you doing, my man?
1: Fantastic. I am on the East Coast for a week, so it's nice to be sort of on the same time zone. So I'm a little pumped. I'm a little rested. I slept for 13 hours today. I am ready to kick some PGA ass.
0: You slept for thirteen hours.
1: I did. I went to the Bucks game yesterday. Right when I got off the plane for twenty-two hours of traveling, and then I stayed up all day. Fell asleep around ten. I didn't wake up till almost
0: noon. That's wonderful.
1: That feels great. I haven't slept more than four hours in like two years, so this is that was fantastic.
0: I am currently rewatching the twenty seventeen Open Championship.
1: Go Jordan Spieth.
0: Exactly. Um, this was a good one this is fun so uh, not like when he fell apart at St. Andrews in 2015 but All right uh, well here we go Cutline is Let's gonna b- Cutline's gonna bring you in-depth DraftKings analysis of the RSM Classic we're gonna do the best we can <laughs> I like these guys they're funny guys just kill one of them to bring you the best lineups for your GPP this weekend. We'll be sure to bring in timely wax, greenside, sand traps, and a putt that might drop in through the back door. And now the goal of the cut line is to make sure that you are creating the best lineups. Winning lineups. Lineups that are kicking ass. Taking names. Scoring big with everyone's favorite six of six golfers through the cut line.
1: You know something? You suck. But
0: Zach. What are you gonna be doing Wednesday night?
1: I'm gonna get some seaweed, I'm gonna rope me some manatees down here in Florida, and I'm gonna take a ride in the ocean.
0: There's only one word for that.
1: <laughs> it's no they're known for their manatees down here in Tampa, I'm just saying. Well,
0: while you're while you're taking a ride on a manatee. Manatee? Wednesday's always crunch time for my PGA builds. And even though I have my own ownership projections, I always appreciate a second opinion. And the guys I use, Fanshare Sports. Fanshare Sports is embracing ownership and giving you accurate projections for a multitude of sports, not just golf boys. So, for all you grinders out there, make sure you take the time to sign up. You want to save a little money? Of course you do. Use the word cutline in the discount box at checkout and receive 20% off your subscription. Ownership is not a leverage to be belittled. By the way, I used Fanshare Sports this past Sunday for uh, for football. Gave me yeah. a huge leverage on some of those plays. John Brown, cha-ching. Uh, so they know their shit.
1: I, I like the John Brown call. I had a lot of Allen, but I didn't pair him with anybody. So, good.
0: Well, thank you for that. So, as always, a special thanks to PGA and Fantasy National for all the stats they provide for golf fans and PGA DFS enthusiasts. Oh, that was just perfect timing. I just watched Sergio hurt his shoulder. Remember that shit? Good. I hate it. Uh, what a bomb fantasy national is helping draftees create unique lineups based on key stats and analysis trying to figure out why you're struggling week in and week out more than likely it's because you're not considering fantasy national you're ending up on the wrong end of the flagstick so i ask you how are your lineups doing rsm georgia zach what are the golfers looking at this weekend
1: St. Simmons Island, Georgia. Let's go. Two courses, as you mentioned earlier today. One of them is used for three rounds, and one will be used just as a pre cut uh, rotation. That's the Sea Island Plantation course, which I won't touch much on, but they're both basically the same. Uh, sea Island Plantation is going to be used for one round. It's a par 72, 7,000 yard course. Uh, tight fairways and Bermuda greens, you know, small, fast. Uh, the rough is not a challenge. It's about an inch and a half. Uh, cut from what I understand, so uh, I am not really concerned about guys who hit it in the rough, but if you do, screen one's going to be important. What's more important is the Sea Island Seaside course, which will be used for three rounds this weekend. Um, it's basically the same, but it's par seventy, seven thousand yard course, so a little shorter, but still uses small Bermuda greens. We expect them to be pretty quick, um, so take a look at that when you're looking at your stat model this weekend. Uh, Bermuda rough as well, but oh, probably an inch and a half cut, so again. Not as important. Usually what defends this course a lot is the wind, but looking at the weather right now, their wind is just not gonna be a problem Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. Uh, and probably even not Sunday. And there's really no rain in the forecast coming up until Sunday. So it looks like this will be a pretty easy course. So we might see them speed up the greens a little bit, try to make this not a really ridiculously scoring contest. But, you know, just I would focus on guys that are good on Bermuda, good at putting, and good at hitting greens regulation and those are my three big stats for this weekend i'm also going to add in a little bit of strokes game ball striking uh par four 400 to 450 because there are eight holes on the seaside course that fall in that range and then i'll have strokes game two to green and i'm going to put a little bit of emphasis on scrambling in case the guys end up in the rough but my majority is gir's gain, putting as i mentioned and then a whole t to green game so I'm excited. I think this is going to be one of the easier courses we see. Uh, we see a lot of first-time winners here. Uh, last time, I think last year when Charles Howell, the third won, it had been like, God, I don't even remember how long. Uh, I saw a note somewhere. Uh, it had been like years, like 11 years since he won or some ridiculousness. Yeah, 11 years. This was his first win since he won last year here. So anyone can do it. But the key is normally putting. Putting, 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 putting. So look at putting. Well,
0: as you kind of already mentioned, this course actually was in the top five in terms of easiness last year, and it historically plays that that simple for these golfers. I'm really going to emphasize the scoring here. Birdies are better. Birdies are better gained. Strokes gained putting. Um, another key stat to look at is strokes gained off the tee and driving distance. Uh, the Seaside the, the course has uh, two extra par fives. So it shoots as a 72. So it's just going to help scoring overall in general here at the RSM. And I'm just looking forward to just watching a scoring tournament and not have to be up at some ridiculous godly hour to to watch it, you know, being down in Georgia. So that's, that's exciting. But also
1: looking at stroking. Wait wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. The Seaside course has two par fives.
0: I'm sorry. The other one, the Plantation yeah, course.
1: That's only one round. That's important, though. That
0: is important. It's all scoring right there. Um, yeah, that's only
1: one round, pre-cut.
0: The... It's, they still play it. Sure. Strokes game, putting. Strokes game, tee to green. Strokes game, ball striking. Approach. Birdie or better in driving distance. I think they're all key stats here that you got to play with. Get your guys through the cut. They're going to score like crazy on Saturday and Sunday. That's the point here. That's the point of emphasis. So, True. That's what I'm looking at and uh, pretty confident in this, this model here. But we are introducing all new segments here at the cut line. Three of them, and they're kind of be the foundation of our regular season once we pick it up here in January. The first one being our one put, two put, three put, the magic stick, and these are our favorite plays from each pricing tier. The next second, the next segment is Can't Do It, where we will take our most chalky plays or popular plays and say why you should not play them. And last, of course, is our staple, the MG Monsters and Guarantee, where we look at the 6k range and pick our monster. The player that we feel will finish in the top 25 or better. And our guarantee our 6K player that we believe will make the cut. And obviously we'll throw in a little fluff here or there. So to kick off our 1 putt, 2 putt, 3 putt, the magic stick in that 11 to 10K range. Zach, who you got, man?
1: I'm going to go again. Well, I don't go usually. I'm picking the top guy in the field, Webb Simpson, at 11-6. I don't care These he's 11-6. He is playing phenomenal. We haven't seen him in a while, but he came in 7th at the Shriners a couple weeks ago in early October. Got 3rd here last year. He has two other top 10s back in 2013 and 2011. Uh, looking at his last 36 rounds on Bermuda only, he is just the king here. Strokes Game TD to Green, he's 1st. Par 4, 450, he's 1st. Scrambling, he's 4th. Strokes gained putting, he is 23rd. Okay, fine, but... He has gained strokes putting his last 10 rounds played, and some of those have been 4.8, 5.6, 9.1, 7.9. Magic stick, Webb Simpson. I want all of him.
0: Webb Simpson historically been a great putter. Um, Second best putting surface statistically is Bermuda. Doesn't play in it all that often compared to like Poa. But I like the call here. Most definitely a leverage play from an ownership standpoint. He is going to be lower owned simply because of his price point but it's not the point to where it's ridiculous like he is going to look in the upper teens low like low 20s but we're not looking at like a 27 28 ownership so if you are building lineups with Webb Simpson you most definitely need to diversify elsewhere but I like the call I do like the play here um I'm going to go down just below him go to Billy Howe um you know if you look at Horschel's past stats he had he had Eighth place last tournament, twenty fourth at the WGC, WGC, sixth at the Zozo, sixty fourth at the CJ Cup. The guy has been rocking and rolling overseas, and now he comes back to the U.S. and he's just in really good form. And I really like to see that here for Billy Horschel. He did sit number one in the power rankings for a few weeks here on PGA's website, especially after he tied for eight at the Mayakoba. But um, he was a playoff victim here. In 2016, at this particular tournament, his tournament history: second place, 2017. So uh, we're looking at Billy Horschel here, and I like him. I like his stats, the way he's playing recently. He's eighth overall, in my model. But key things I'm looking at: he's eighth in putting in the last 36 rounds, 29th in birdies, and 27th in birdies or better gained.
1: Yeah, I can't I can't argue with that one. He I mean, playing phenomenal has the course history here. Yeah, no doubt. I like Billy Ho
0: all right who else you got in this next or in this range
1: Uh, i only want one other guy and it's harris english down at 10k if i'm not paying for web simpson i'm just going to go to the bottom of the range right to mr english who is playing very well he's playing some solid golf his last two events he's got a fifth and a fourth and then you go back 10 weeks he's only played five events four of those are sixth or better so he's in great form uh, he got a forty-six here last year, a couple of miscuts, cuts, whatever, whatever. I'm not really concerned about it. It's an easy course. He's playing well. He's coming in confident. Uh, I'm confident that Harris English is going to have an excellent week here.
0: Isn't he too pricey at 10K? I,
1: I think that's why I like him. I think if I'm not paying for Webb Simpson, I'm going to make an off-the-wall lineup with Harris English.
0: I don't know if I can buy into him at that price. That's my issue. I don't think...
1: I don't think anybody will, and that's why I want him.
0: I think they will. I, I, I'm projecting him really? on my private ownership. I got him all the way up to 17% because of how good uh, he's been playing.
1: Oh, uh, that is high. I'm not comfortable over 12 I mean, if he's over 12%, I don't think. I'm still going to have a few pieces of him because I really do like what I can do with a with with lineup with him, but I won't have as much as I had expected.
0: You know, it's not going to come down just to this though. Like, what are what's everyone else going to say? And you know, sp- specifically Junkies and and general yeah. and and Gup and all those other guys. Are they going to be touting Harris English? And I think if they are, that's most definitely going to boost that ownership to what I'm currently looking at.
1: Yeah, you're right. I'll have to see what happens. We're still early in the week here.
0: We are still early, and surprisingly, I haven't heard a lot of pods released yet. But um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Obviously. So last guy I'm going to book here at the at this range is Kucher. Um, we're going to go of all these guys. He's going to be the lowest owned. I mean, he's just always the least favorite of these top plays, and he's probably a little bit overpriced as well. But 14th, 16th, 15, and then you know he's only played two tournaments here. Actually, I'm sorry, he's only played one tournament this season, and finished in 14th place. So it's nice to see him come off the. Uh, start the season hot as well as he did so he's also an excellent Bermuda putter and I know he's not that long with the driver here but um, he can most definitely take advantage of these small greens and his accuracy in his approach game. So these are most definitely things I'm going to take advantage of with uh, Webb Simpson. He's going to be lower owned, which I really, really, really hope to take advantage of. And that's my leverage spot right there. He's going with Kucher and starting my builds. I'm going to be overweight on Kucher Right now I got him sub 10%. I'm most definitely going to be more than double the field with Kucher this weekend. And I think it's time to start playing heavy and really start getting into into season form with your golf lineups. You just got to get back in that mode.
1: Yeah, I don't think I can go. I can't go down that road with you. I don't. I just he ranks out number one in my model. I'll put that out there, and that's solely focusing on last thirty six Bermuda courses. But I don't know something. Just something. I have a gut feeling that I just don't like Kutcher. I hate the gut feeling just, play. But, statistic, statistically, he looks fantastic. I'm just not going to have any part of him.
0: Well, course history, tied for 22nd in 2015, 25th in 2016, 29th in 2018. Missed the cut in 2017, if you're going to look at the, last, at the last few years. Um, didn't play here in 2019. You know what? From all, from all reports, tipped his caddy last weekend. So he's coming in with no pressure. Um, I think it's just an opportunity to take advantage of a really good, solid play for a guy who can win this weekend.
1: I see the appeal. I'm, I'm not in.
0: All right, let's go down to that 9K range and kick it, it off. Kick it off for us, man.
1: It's it sucks. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it, and I hate it. Um, I'm only going to pick one guy from this 9K range, and I don't even really like him either. But I'm forced to because we have to talk about it, and it's Alexander Norin at 9300 he's not playing phenomenal but he has made his last eight cuts in a row Um, he has never played this course so he's got no course history but he is a good putter he ranks 17th in putting over the last 36 round of bermuda he's middle of the road everything else not a really good scrambler but the rough's not high i'm gonna take a shot at norin um, not too much of a shot, and I'm going to pass on the rest of the 9K range.
0: See, Norn for me is just off. His game is off right now. I, I don't want any pieces of it.
1: But you don't want a piece of it. One of the easiest courses on the tour.
0: I get the appeal, but I, I'm 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 just going to pay up and eat Chuck Kisner here. I mean, this is when he oh, comes oh. to play and turn it around.
1: I'm gonna uh, nope, I'll tell you. I can't talk about him now, because he's on my next our next segment.
0: All right, well, you can't talk to him, but I'm going to talk about 22% owned Kevin Kisner and why you should be rostering him in your lineups. First of all, the guy is a beast at this tournament specifically, okay? You look at Kiz's numbers, and he has one here in 2016. Other than a miscut, all top tens. He comes to play at this tournament. And I get it. Well, I get it.
1: Well, well, he missed a cut in 2016. Oh, I said that. Oh, I didn't hear it cut out. Well, he did miss a cut in 2012 too. So I'll throw that out there.
0: Well, that's so far. That's so long ago. We don't. We don't count that far. <laughs> Anyways, a guy who has a win here, and then an additional tied for fourth, tied for fourth, tied for seventh, and he's below 10k, I'll take Kisner right now. I will take that play. It's solid. All right, not the greatest Bermuda cutter, but I don't care. He plays great here. 76th, the Mayakoba. 28th at the WGC HSBC. 66th at the Zozo. Those are the three tournaments so far this year. Mixed results, mixed bag of golf. No doubt in my mind. Still, Kiz comes to play at this tournament. I'm going to roster him. Of course, the caveat he is going to be chalk, quite possibly the chalk. That's the facts you're going to face with a resume like that, specifically at this tournament. So, Kisner is on my board. Uh, to round out this 9K range, since you hate it, hate it, I'm going to go down to Brendan Todd.
1: Uh, all right. I, you know, to be fair, I did initially have Brendan Todd. But there are many reasons that I don't have Brendan Todd. But I'll let you go first.
0: All right. Statistically, you're not going to see him pop on many models except for, like, the recent ones. Uh, won last weekend, won his uh, championship at the Bermuda, so the guy's playing very well, very good golf. 28th at the Houston Open, um, uh, back in October. He's just in really solid form. He puts well on Bermuda as well. He almost gains a whole half stroke putting on Bermuda. Traditionally, not a solid putter, not a solid player anywhere, but he's in such great form that I am going to have pieces of him. Now, the best part. The guy's in this kind of quality form and he's gonna be sub five percent ownership. I'll take that. I'll take the risk on Brendan Todd here.
1: No. No. Do you know who the top five was at the Bermuda Championship? It doesn't Brendan Todd, Harry Higgs, Brian Gay, Scotty Scheffler, Hank Laboda, Fabian Gomez, and David Hearn. I I could win in that field. Come
0: on, man! This guy's going worse to first.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, let's let's take it a little bit further and how he plays on Bermuda-only courses. Thirty-six rounds on the last of Bermuda courses. One hundred and thirty-six overall. One hundred fiftieth in GIRs game. One hundred fiftieth strokes game ball striking. One hundred fiftieth strokes game two to green. One hundred twenty-third par four four hundred fifty. He does rank fourteenth in scrambling and thirteenth in putting. But that's a lot of rad. He might be playing good, but there is no way this guy wins three times in a month. Not a chance.
0: Oh, that's that's bold talk for a one-eyed fat man.
1: I will put money on Brendan Todd not not even coming in the top three.
0: Okay, of course the the of course the numbers don't favor him to win, but at ninety one hundred, you don't need much more than a top fifteen.
1: Ugh. I hate this range. I just, I I, I hate the whole range, honestly.
0: Fair enough. (laughs) I do want to mention though, that he has made four or four cuts here and has only one top 20 finish at this particular tournament. So it's not like he's lighting the world up here still, man, this guy's on fire. You got to play guys that are on fire, especially this much fire. Did not we learn our lessons from, uh, not playing past winners this past season
1: no i don't care his name is not um mental blocking because i don't play him but i'm not playing him
0: (laughs) 8k range kick it off
1: jim fear jimmy fear at 8100 he's not a long hitter i get it but it's not windy the dude's got precise ball placement uh, he does do well here. He's gotten a couple of good scores. He missed a cut last year, but he had a sixth in 2016, a third in 2012, and an 11 in 2011. So three of his his finishes here have been pretty phenomenal. And if you're only paying 8,100 for him, uh, you're getting a guy that can putt on Bermuda. Uh, 16th overall. He's eighth in GIRs game, eighth in scrambling, eighth in strokes gained to green. He ranks fourth in my model. I will have all the Jim Furyk. I know he hasn't been playing well recently. But I think an easy course, one he's familiar with, with no wind, no real weather complications to think about. He comes back. He bounces back here. And at 8,100, he doesn't have to bounce all the way back, just to like the mid-teens. Eh,
0: yeah, I don't hate it. I don't love it. I'm glad you like it. You you can play him. I, I don't think I'm going to go heavy on Jim Furyk. Um I, I don't think it's the right time.
1: It's always It's always the right time.
0: All right, I'm going to go to Brian Gay, at 8,800. Um, Stats-wise, he's not going to pop anywhere. That that that's clearly apparent. Um, part of that is he hasn't really played much so far this season. 47th uh, at the sh- well, seventh at the Shriners, 42nd at the Houston Open, third at the Bermuda, and then 14th last weekend at the Mayakoba. So he is coming into really good, solid form, but his numbers kind of say the opposite and contrar- contrarian to that. So I do like Brian Gay at this spot because there is going to come to a point where he's going to be so chalky that we're not going to roster him. And he's almost there. We're looking at like 17% ownership right now, especially at 8,800. But I like his uh, his ability to score here and give you an opportunity. In terms of past history, 23rd, and 20, uh, 23rd last year, third the year before that, and then missed the cut. So he's two for three in the last five years. No, yeah, I don't hate it. You going to take any Brian Gay?
1: No, I'm not, but I don't hate it. He falls in the the uh, Brendan Todd category, but not as bad for me. Mm-hmm. But he is. He, I feel like he is coming into a better form than he used to be, so I don't know. I don't have any. I think it's too expensive, but I see the appeal.
0: Fair enough. Who else you got in this range?
1: Denny McCarthy at 8,600. Guy who's only played here twice. Hasn't really shocked the world. 46 last year. Animus cut the year before that, so... No real good course history, 48th recently, uh, 15th, and then two ninths going back the last eight weeks. So it's been up and down, kind of a roller coaster, but stat-wise for me, he kind of does jump off a little bit. He's a great Bermuda putter, uh, ranks third overall in the last 36 weeks, and 13th overall in his last 100 rounds of Bermuda putting. So he will get the putter going as long as he can get on the green. And he is 16th in par fours from 400 to 450, 48th in G.I.R.'s green game. So I'm a little concerned, uh, but if he can get on the green, I think we will see him score often. So I will have some Danny McCarthy.
0: Danny McCarthy, historically an excellent putter. So obviously good to roster those guys in your lineups because when those great putters get super hot, they tend to do very well. Another key caveat with Danny McCarthy, he has yet to miss a cut this year with his worst finish coming last week. The Mayakoba, where he finished 48th. So, Danny McCarthy, if you want him in your lineups, he is going to be a solid play. Nice call. Thanks. You don't, you don't suck. Thanks. Don't tell yourself that.
1: Not today. Maybe tomorrow.
0: All right, next guy I'm going to mention is Dylan Fratelli. He ranks 10th overall in my fantasy national model, 6th in strokes gained around the green, 7th in strokes gained T to green, and 26th in birdies or better. Gained. He's $8,700 on DraftKings, so it's kind of pricey, but we saw him get 11th at the Mayakoba, 22nd at the Zozo, and 43rd at the CJ Cup. He did miss the cut at the Shriners, but before that, 7th at Safeway, 6th at Sanderson Farms. So he is playing very good golf so far this season. Now, in terms of putting, he -hmm. tends to struggle on bermuda and he tends to struggle with putting in general he's one of those plays similar to the plays i always love to play of a guy who if he gets a hot putter is going to finish in the top 10 top 15 possibly win this tournament if that putter goes cold you might as well kiss the cut line goodbye it just is not going to happen for someone like dylan fratelli so there's some risk here but with risk comes reward i do like fratelli in this spot I think he is going to be popular, kind of that mid-range popularity in terms of ownership. I'll take it.
1: Yeah, I can't do it, and I, and a lot of it is putting. And when I look, when I try to find his last hundred rounds of putting on Bermuda, I can only find twelve. And of those twelve, he's only gained strokes one, two, three on four rounds, and he's lost strokes everywhere else. And that was back in twenty eighteen, early twenty eighteen. Otherwise, he has been bleeding and getting worse actually uh, on Bermuda since the end of 2018 at Sanderson Farms and then um, back in March uh, at the Honda he lost 2.6 at one stroke per round and missed the cut so I don't know I- I'm putting a heavy emphasis on putting this week and Fratelli just can't get there for me
0: if you are going to put a heavy emphasis on putting of course guys like Fratelli are never going to pop in any model that you're you're looking at but this is, where, this is where this concept of lineup construction goes in, right? Like we're looking at taking those risks, hoping that a put, like a guy's putter gets hot. He's played so well so far this season. So I, I'm willing to take that risk this early in the year when there's less pressure on, when there's less stress on these golfers, especially with these FedEx Cup points. There's less, less of a microscope on them. I like the position. I like the spot.
1: I mean, I see it. I just... Even though the rounds did go, do well in Bermuda, he didn't do that well. So, I, I don't know. I, if, if there was some sort of sample size, it needs to be bigger, but there's not. And I, just, I can't take it.
0: Do you have anyone else in this range?
1: Um. Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence on one, and that's Russell Henley. I'm with you right there. He's, How about he's, he's,
0: that he's, gaff from last weekend, man?
1: Right? I mean, I don't know. That, that's. What, I don't know. I don't know if I, see, that's what puts me on the fence. If you if, if if
0: no one knows, Russell Henley, uh, Russell Henley came out and said he played with the wrong ball or a different ball in his bag. I don't know the whole story and situation of why he played with the wrong ball. Anyways, it's against PGA rules. Suffered an eight-stroke penalty, two strokes per hole. Ended up causing him to miss the cut. If you look actually though at his statistics, he was rolling. So it, yeah. it was kind of interesting to see how he'll recover. So that's what worries me. 61st at the Houston, you know, he hadn't played much before that. So at the Mayakoba, obviously missing the cut hurts. Um, I think the stats right now are misleading because Russell Henley was lighting it up before he had that penalty.
1: Yeah, I mean the dude statistically he's not even looking that good um, prior to. But if he's really coming into form and he can get over this mental mental monster that's going on with that from last week, I mean he's got the course history here. Like okay, he missed a cut last year here, but. He's a 10th and 6th and a 4th uh, going the last three times he's played here. So, I mean, he knows what he's doing. Uh, he is a phenomenal putter on Bermuda. I think he is a third overall in his last 100 rounds. I mean, he's – when it's on, it's on. I mean, all the way from anywhere under 25 feet, he is dialed in. So, I don't know. I got I to gotta think about it, see if he comes out and says anything else. But I feel like it's not a terror – it's a mistake. He didn't play – poorly so it's not like he's out of form i don't know i I think i still end up with some all
0: right well let's move down to that 7k range and i'm going to start with mr chalk himself rory sabatini Yep. Uh he's gonna be quite popular this year this weekend. First of all, the name. Everyone knows Sabatini's name, but if you look at the stats, seventh in my fantasy national model, twenty-fifth in approach, eleventh around the green, fifth in strokes gained T to green. He's just really putting together. The only thing that he really suffers is 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 driving distance, and I'm okay with that. So never a great putter. Kinda doesn't fit that mold of being like a solid putting expert historically but for whatever reason if you look at last year and this season so far he's really just kind of tied it all together to where he even finished fifth last year with five strokes gained putting or uh, at the rocket mortgage classic so you had a few top tens last year top 20s you had plenty of top 30s so far this year you had 33rd at the uh 33rd last weekend 33rd at the zozo 31st at the cj cup so he's kind of in those middling range especially at that price point if he's finished in the 30s again you're quite happy at 79k i like sabatini here most people are going to like sabatini here i really don't care i think he's going to be in plenty of my linos
1: yeah no i don't blame you there i have him i have him starred highlighted yeah i can't i can't get away from him
0: so who, who else do you like in this range
1: troy Merritt at 7k I don't, I don't care i don't care how bad he is he's been pretty decent uh better than he usually is he's got a 30th 57th and a 63rd okay it's not great but i'm paying 7k for troy Merritt. all right he's got a 23rd here last year and a 54th the year before that but where i really really like him is he is a fantastic putter on bermuda and I'm weighting it heavily. He ranks ninth overall uh, over the 79 rounds I could find in him for Bermuda putting. And I will enjoy that because one of his best rounds was done here last year when he gained 2.3 strokes in the final round. I don't have
0: any arguments against that. It's just his, his, his recent form isn't blowing me away to where I want to like go out of my way to roster him only 7k he is only 7k it's just his form here hasn't been superb either he missed a cut tied for 54th tied for 23rd i'd be more interested if we saw like a top 20
1: you'll see it this week
0: all right you already know where i'm going next my favorite name
1: oh wait i can guess it ryan armor
0: my favorite name
1: Joel Damon.
0: God, you're terrible. Cameron Tringale.
1: Oh, I didn't even see him on the 7K range. God, you my favorite name of all time. Bronson Burgoons in there too. I mean, there's so many.
0: Uh, First in my fantasy national model. First, ranks number one. Tringale's been on fire in the last 36 rounds. All right. Now, 66 at the Mayakoba. I know that doesn't scream fire, but 13th at Houston, 44th at the Safeway, 16th at Sanderson Farms, 36th at Military Tribute, the Greenbrier, etc., etc. He's really seen to put things together. Again, he's not the greatest putter, but he's not someone who's going to cost you around the green where he tends to struggle is off the tee. But so far, specifically in the last 20 rounds, he's really put his tee game together and that driving's more accurate. He's getting decent distance. Now, he's not exceptional at any one key stat, but I will say this. He is great tee to green. He is great at ball striking, and he's great around the green. The putter, always questionable with Tringale. I'm willing to take the risk again here, being a scorer's course anyway. Tringale, 7,200. He is a bargain.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that one. Same argument for Merritt, but he doesn't really have phenomenal course history here either. No, he doesn't. And he's missed the cut, and he's missed the cut a ton of times.
0: Yeah, but that's okay. That's when he used to suck.
1: That's true. I, I mean, I, I see. I can actually see where you're going with this one, and I, I do like. I don't know how I didn't make my first cut, but I, I do like Tringali.
0: He never makes you first cut.
1: He doesn't. I always have to go back and re. I don't know why, but because he's,
0: he's my boy. That's true. I remember calling him at the Honda, and then he missed the cut, and I was so angry. Alright, uh my last call on the 7K range is gonna be David Hearn, and this is more of a tournament history play more than anything else. He he he's not gonna pop stats-wise. Even recently at the Mayakoba, he only finished 41st, and at the Bermuda, which we already know is a joke, he finished eighth place. So what, what really shouts out to me for David Hearn is that in last year I finished 15th, the year before that, 17th, had a year off, and then finished ninth overall. So he is just a scoring machine here. My other favorite aspect of it right now, looking at ownership trends where people are going to pay up, pay down. He's sub 10% looking at single digits. I love a guy who has tournament history here where he's in the top 30 historically in many of his tournament finishes. And he's only seven K he's a bargain. He's a steal. You don't need a lot of hern here to get leverage to the field. He's a solid play.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't disagree with you on that one. I think he, he is a good play for seven K.
0: So anyone else in this 7K range before we move on to the new segment?
1: Nope. I don't like anybody else. They all suck.
0: All right. So the second segment, the new segment that we are going to rock is called Can't Do It. And the whole concept of this segment is to get 10% or above ownership. And these players are ones that we want no pieces of. I'm excited for this
1: segment. I am too.
0: Because no one really does this. So, no, they don't. I like it. So, um, my first—I'll—I'll st- I'll kick it off, man. I'm going to go with do Chucky it. Three Sticks here.
1: Ah, oh, you're killing me, Smalls.
0: Chucky Three Sticks is my can't do it. All right, now twentieth at the Mayakoba, I get it. 36th at the WGC, I get it. Eighth at the Zozo. I mean, the guy's been playing great golf. He's coming in in great form. Now, here's the caveat, though. He is going to be so so popular this weekend after everyone's talking to him. And I just want no pieces of him at all in that position. Now, when you look at his course history, tied for 73rd, tied for 9th, tied for 13th, missed the cut, and then finally got his first win in 11 years. That's my other issue, man. He doesn't win. And for $10,400, I want a guy who wins the frickin' tournament. He ain't going back-to-back.
1: Howell is a fade hard fade for me here i can't do it i can't do it can't do it i'm with you i I, that was my number one can't pick play and i i was hoping that because we didn't talk about him in the 10k range you weren't going to mention him but no way he is not a good putter on this surface i don't care he won last year he's not going to do it again you're absolutely right i know i'm right i'm always right we'll see you know you're not right i'm never wrong I'll tell you where you're wrong. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Can't do it. Kevin Kisner. I cannot play Kevin Kisner this week. And there's a whole bunch of reasons why I can't fit. And really, it's his recent form. I don't find a way where you can pay 9800 for Kevin Kisner when he's finishing 76th, 28th, 66th. I mean, that guy is just not. He doesn't look right. And I'm not paying that much for him. I don't care that his stats look good. I don't care that his course history here is 7th, 4th, miscut, 1st, 4th. Great. That's not this year. He doesn't. He's not the same Kisner. I will not have any part of him. And I hope everybody picks him. Fine. I will take him and win. Take him. I want nothing to do with him. I
0: will take him and win. Zero. You got to finish it though, right? You got to say, can do it. Can't do it. I won't do it, and I can't do it. My next can't do it, won't do it, shall not do it, is Joel Dahman. Now, Joel is not going to explode on the ownership projections, but he is double digit ownership. And here's my issue historically, traditionally, when he finishes well in a top 10, the next tournament, he does not typically. Top ten, and other than his like four tournament streak in twenty eighteen, he's never really had a successful consecutive let's dominate golf kind of round and realm. So, um, if you look historically, ninth at the Shriners, and then forty third at the CJ Cup, second at the Wells, seventy first at the PGA. Kind of unfair because we're going to a major, ninth in the Farmers in January last year, then missed the cut four straight fricking. Times, Joel Dahman is so volatile. You don't need to roster him, especially at double-digit ownership. You're not really getting that much leverage to the field. And he's a terrible putter on Bermuda. I can't do it, man. Can't do
1: it. Agreed. With you. Can't do it. I don't have a second one because you took mine.
0: (sighs) Way to burn the new segment.
1: The rest of the field. Can't do it.
0: Alright, so that'll move Good, us on range. that'll move us on to our MG monsters and guarantee where Zach and I will pick our monster, our 6K player, who is going to be a top 25 finisher, and our guarantee, our 6k player that we guarantee to make the cut. Zach Martin Pillar is not in this field. Who's your monster? Who's your guarantee? Kick it off for us, bro.
1: Monster 6,900 Adam Shank is going to crush this course. Crush it. Historically, he's done well here in the mid-20s in a couple of appearances he's got here. He is a decent Bermuda putter. Out of the 33 rounds I have him ranked, he is in the top 40. So he is good. He's got some some skills. But more importantly, on his last 36 rounds of Bermuda, he is ranked 17th overall in the field with G.I.R.'s game being 9th. Ball striking being twenty sixth and short gang putting being twenty seventh. So he has picked his form up recently, especially here at the RSM Classic where he's putted well. I easily can see Shank finishing in the top fifteen for sixty nine hundred that is a win. I like that call. I missed a Shank. It's a good call. Thank you.
0: My monster is quite risky. Very risky. Top twenty five for Scott Harrington recent form bad recent stats bad but you know what he's due not the greatest putter on bermuda has no course history here but if you do look at his last 36 rounds he's 24th off the tee 24th in approach 24 or 14th in ball striking and 17th in T to green. And for a six K guy that is doing that well recently in terms of stat wise, but just not showing it in a tournament and not putting it together for four straight days. I think here's the chance for him to do it. Of course, we are going to love watching him struggle with a short game. So with Scotty Harrington, you always have the risk around the green and on the green. He's terrible as a putter. He's terrible from the sand. He's terrible in the short game. It's a risk I'm willing to take. He's got a top 25, never played here. Boom, lock it up. Nice. Nice. I'm beginning to hate that call. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. I'm still going to play him. All right, my guarantee is going to go to Doc Redman. He's safe. He's $6,900. He is going to be probably more popular in terms of the 6K range, and I'm okay with that. In terms of tournament history, doesn't really have that much here. In fact, he has none here. So, and I'm okay with that. But he's he's a decent putter. We've kind of rode that Doc Redmond wave to where we we can trust him in this six K range. And of course, you know, all he has to do is make the cut. I think it's a solid play.
1: Yep. All right. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'll allow it. So my guarantee is going to be someone who's also statistically terrible. But it's James Hahn at 6,400. And he does have two two cuts here and two appearances, although they were five years ago, but he has made his last three cuts as well. He still has been playing terrible, but has been sneaking through the cut line. So if you just isolate his Bermuda courses, he's in the top 70 in most of the stats that matter. Um, but more importantly, he is a, if you look at the surface, a terrible Bermuda putter, 76 rounds tracked, ranks 112th in the field however at the rsm for whatever reason he does gain strokes at least three of the four rounds when he makes the cut so easy course small greens probably shorter putts i like it he'll make the cut he'll finish like 60 59
0: not bad not bad
1: not terrible not good
0: not terrible but not good yes burned 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 badly so uh, another guy I want to throw out there that I find interesting is Davis Riley um, guy coming off the corn ferry tour very young guy. Um, if you really need to spend up and, and open up some cash, Riley is your your play here last year he 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 failed to attend Alabama for his last semester just to turn a pro golfer. We'll see how he does, but someone to keep an eye on interesting so. Anyone else six K range you wanna you wanna mention?
1: Oh man, this range is brutal. Um, Kyung Hoon Lee, maybe if he's got some some length off the tee, maybe he finds a way to get through the cut today this week. You're just
0: saying stuff to say stuff.
1: Ah, I think he's he's got some he's got some potential. He need, he just needs an easy course to get it going. Okay, he does well. He does decent on Bermuda courses. Mm-hmm ranks 27th in in my model if that helps it does help how does he <laughs> rank so high because it's only fast bermuda courses uh, i see what you're doing here you got you got boo weekly up there he does pretty well i can't putt for shit uh, but no thank damn. you i know <laughs> what about sepp straka Where, where's your Seth straka call this week uh no <laughs> didn't didn't do too, too hot last week did he no
0: Hey, man, I, I wasn't terrible last week. I just wasn't golden last week. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting into form when it counts.
1: All I'm saying is Sebstraka has missed six of seven cuts.
0: He's due. It's a gut feeling.
1: The only, only cut he's made, he got fourth. So, there you go. <sighs> oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones, and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut.
0: Oh, I think I love him. Alright, well, that's a wrap. Cut line is over. It's all over. We're so close to January. Fall swing's almost up. In the meantime, please, please, please send the cut line a message see if you like the new format we are going to keep working on this until the season starts in january where we'll have that foundation kind of set and you will have our little sound bites and sound clips and all that other shit that you guys like listening to because it's so much fun um deeper dives deeper analysis deeper swings deeper holes all the deep, all the Plenty of laughs for your listening pleasure. S- thank you so much to Fanshare Sports, Fantasy National, and PGA. Thank you to the listener for spending your time with us, Zach. Great work today.
1: Thank you. Great
0: work for yourself as well. Nice little pat on the back there for you, buddy. I'm Micah Cavalunas at Lunas on Twitter. You can find Zach at EaglesFan83. Give us both a like and a follow on iTunes. Good luck this weekend, boys. We're
1: off next week, right?
0: We are off until the week, first week the of Hero December. Hero World Challenge. Da Hero. All right, later, boys. All right, see you. Peace.